Hello. And welcome to Stephen Roller's Beer Podcast. Episode 306. 306. Mm. Know anything interesting about 306? No. Me neither. Let's drink I some do beer. know <laughs> it is the Easter weekend and we yes. have two extra bank holidays ahead of us. Not bad, not bad. Not so, bad at all. Well, and that, coincidentally, I'm going to be heading up to Scotland, which is where our beer's from this week. Is it? Yeah. So we are drinking Tempest Brewing. Gary's going to peer at the bottle to get a more accurate location on them, rather uh, than the north. Tweed Bank, the Scottish Borders. Tweed Bank and Scottish Borders. Uh, TD13RS, so if, you, if you want to tap yeah. into your GPS. Uh, well, I'll be going kind of that direction anyway. Um, they're a, a brewery I've come across a few times. I remember coming across them a few years back, and... Um, Thoroughly enjoying their beers, um, so I, they are one that definitely one of the ones that on my radar that I know I look out for, and very nice to see. Um, now you can look the bottle. I quite, I must admit, I quite like their their little logo. Um, it looks a little bit like a bull. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's deliberate. Is like a? Not a, sure. It's like the, 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 the ends of the teeth flick up like holes. They do. Uh, so. It's an established in 2010, and we are drinking Elemental Dark Ale. Mm. Which is a porter. 5.1%, <laughs> which is not bad. It's not a bad one to start the, the long weekend off, is it? Yeah. It all goes downhill from here, right? Mm. And they do... Um, they are good at the dark beers. I mean, I, I'm not a big dark beer fan, but I... So I, I'm a big fan of their lighter beers, but uh, I can say from previous experience their, um, their, their darker beers are good. I believe, oh, test my memory here, Choo Choo, which I think is their salted caramel stout, maybe. Sounds interesting. Mm. Um, and they, I think they did a series of them with different flavoured ones, but I'm sure I remember there being a raspberry Choo Choo. Mm. Um, I'm quite fond of some of these more dessert-like uh, stamps that people have been doing of late. They, uh, yeah, I had uh, a couple of the dessert in a can from Amundsen uh, mm. ones, and oh, <laughs> they're, they're dangerous. Like, because lush. They're, oh, again with the lush. Like, what lush. is it with you using the word? <laughs> have you been watching some opulent. of the? Have you Better? been have, opulent? I could go with, but lush oh, yeah. sounds like the sort of thing you expect to come out of one of these TV shows in Essex. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, I'm a natural Essex person. I can, as yeah. you can tell by the accent. The only way is rolling, yeah. <laughs> so this is seven malt porter makes for welcome refreshment in hotels, train stations, and shipyards the world over. It says. Um, so, what you'd expect from Porter? Um, well, I mean, it's that whole thing, isn't it? We've talked about this before. What, how do you classify a porter and a stout? Yeah. And, like, you know, I, I think strength wise, for me, 5.1 is a porter strength. It's got. So the stats for this one this is chocolate, roasty, and multi flavour, they say. Interesting. Do you get a. So you get hotel porters, you get ship porters. Do you get train porters? Yeah. Yeah. You used to have any, I'm not sure these yeah. days. Uh, um, Sorry, that, that, when you said it was available, yeah. in ho- I was just like, that just, ooh, <laughs> is that deliberate? <laughs> the worker's friend. Uh, so this is a London-style porter, 40 IBUs, bitterness, and Simcoe hops. Um, the bitterness is obviously 
I think is a hallmark of porter versus like a stout. Um, it's got but, it's like a dark chocolate bitterness for me. Like, that's the sort of thing I expect from a you know a high percentage dark chocolate. Yeah. So although it's it's, it's forty still quite I, sweet, it's forty IBUs, but that's just your hop bitterness. Mm. So forty is not a huge amount of hops. It's 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 there, but it's not like an aggressively hoppy kind of level of bitterness. And actually, I would say the bitterness is more pronounced than that. And that's because you've got those dark malts in there, mm. which also bring bitterness from your roast, roasty flavours. So actually, the perceived bitterness of this is, is partly due to your, your hopping, and it's partly due to your darker malts. Yeah. The roasty flavours are there, but I don't think they're, they're too much. Like they're, not, they're not overwhelming. It's just like, oh, this just tastes of roast. Ugh. Ugh. I, I, I think this is a well-balanced example of a porter. To me, like you get... I'm not, as I've already mentioned, I'm not a big fan of the darker style beers, but if you are a fan of porters, I think this is, you know, there's all those things there. There's some sweetness, there's bitterness, there's some body, there's some toasted flavours, some roasted flavours. There's a little bit of complexity, but it's not heavy or cloying. No. Uh, it's very easy to go down. Tell me it's 5.1%. I'm pretty comfortable with that. That's a beer you can have a view of. It doesn't feel hard work at all. Mm. Um, it probably feels about right that in terms of that percentage. I think that all all fits very nicely. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's, a, it's a good example. Um, like, you know, the whole is it a stout, is it a port thing aside. It's sort of more importantly, why is it tasty? Uh, yeah, like you know, it's always been some of my problems. Like where, whenever I've had this whole thing, like a lot, uh, some of the the bad examples of ones that class themselves as porters, I've always found to be wishy washy and a bit smoky or ashy or just not particularly enjoyable. Like you don't drink it and go, oh, that's really refreshing. That's just what I wanted, you know. Like, and I think one of the one of the risks with porters is that people put in too much of those really dark malts. Mm. And they get a lot of colour, they get bitterness, but they don't really get the body. And I don't know exactly how they balance the malt bill out here, but I think they've managed to give you that kind of body from the malts as well. So, yeah, you've got some roasty bitter flavours, but you've also got something that doesn't feel thin or, or lacking. And that, mm. kind of, that, that body and sweetness balances those bitter flavours very nicely. I think you certainly need that body just to help the rest of the the flavors reach every every part of your palate. Because if it if they are a little bit wishy washy, all you get is that that, that, that you know that, that those roasted and dark notes, and that's that's it. So. And it's a while since I've said this, but I think this would be lovely on cask. Mm, you're probably this right. Is, this actually. is the kind of beer I would I would definitely if I saw this on on a cask somewhere I like the cask I would definitely be tempted to try this because I think it would be a really good yeah no I could see that actually making a pretty nice pint uh, so and unusual we've got a bottle mm. We're, they're, they're becoming a dying breed really aren't they now in the uh, you know bottle uh, conditioned beer I feel like I said I was saying this a few years ago when people were talking about the rise of the can and how they were so practical and it was everyone was saying yeah but the cans stand out more on the on the shelf because they've got a a, f a larger area to advertise in. I said, well, that's fine when you've got a small number of cans and lots of bottles. Yeah. But literally, I've, I've gone into bottle, my, you know, into bottle shops these days and I see more cans than I do bottles 
And actually, my eye is drawn by the bottles because... Because they're unusual. Yeah, you've got yeah, the rows yeah, and rows yeah, like of they're... cans with the same brightly coloured logos and labels next to each other. And then you've got a bottle and it catches the eye. It's, well, it's a, str- it's a struggle, isn't it? This is the thing as the market becomes more saturated. Like, trying to differentiate yourself from everyone else and stand out from the crowd. It's mm. becoming harder and harder. Uh, and like some of the more established breweries have got the advantage of the, they've got to the stage where they have a you know something of a budget for marketing so you know they've got they've got that edge uh, over your smaller breweries so but yeah nice to see the old bottle's not dead yet uh, <laughs> so yeah we should start some sort of campaign with a hashtag you know anyone that's into social media and all that crap you know if you want to you know crank some up you know make bottles great again oh no way <laughs> uh, um, forget that it's a terrible idea um, I think I'm ready to uh, to give this a score to be honest um, go on then yeah I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying this it's um, it's a good uh, a good all round beer it's got a a really nice texture to it, you know, lingers on the palate. Um, yeah, it's a nice one to start the bank holiday weekend with. I'm going to give this uh, seven and a half. Very good. Um, I have, of course, realised I'm I mistook the breweries earlier when I confidently said that about Choo Choo. I'm ninety. I think Choo Choo's a fallen Fallon brewery one. Um, which I also really enjoyed. Two breweries from the edge of the, around that part of Scotland or the borders, where I'm afraid I mix you guys up, but I really like both of them. They were both ones that I always write. It's Long White Cloud, I believe, I had from, um, which is one of my favourites from uh, Tempest, which is a Nelson Sovine hopped. Um, it's all right, really nice. They won't hold it against you. They know you're coming and they'll make you feel very, very welcome mm, I'm before, a little worried. Before, before they murder you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's one of those weeks. I'm, I'm going to blame it on a long week and my brain not being quite as sharp or I would remember to look this up beforehand can and I use, uh, embarrass can I myself. That, can I use that excuse for everything, Roland? Uh, <laughs> Why not? Okay. Um, so yeah, sorry for, for mixing them, but both... Uh, there's Actually, I think... That part of, I think Scotland generally and the north of England at the moment, like for a while now, there's a number of very good breweries who kind of can slip under the radar a little bit because they aren't part of like one of the London or Manchester scenes and maybe they don't get quite the same buzz because they're, they're situated in places that are a little bit more rural. Mm. But they consistently produce some amazing beers that are well worth hunting down. Um, I think this is really good. Um, I already had a good opinion of uh, Tempest. I've still got a good opinion of Tempest. They've uh, not got such a good opinion. No, they've got probably a terrible opinion of me. I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm just going to hide myself in shame. Um, but I think it's a really well-brewed porter. It's, for me, a very much... Ticks all the boxes of what I'd expect from a classic kind of porter. Um, it doesn't try to be weird and new in any way. But it does, it is just a really good example of a well-balanced beer. Mm. Um, and that is a very good demonstration of technical skill. So I'm going to go with eight and a half. Fair enough. Well, if you're still listening at this point, we hope you have a very nice uh, bank holiday weekend. You know, go and enjoy your, your 
your chicken bunny egg things. I never got that one. Like the whole things with Easter, you know why? Why? Why have you got a, a, a rabbit delivering eggs to everyone? So the rabbit apparently stretches back to around about the the start of the night. 19th, 20th, 19th century, I think mm. it was, where there was an association in Germany to begin with, you know what the Germans are like for these mm. things. So basically every, everything that we associate with the holidays in the UK is stolen from Germany. Yeah, yeah. and also uh, from the Victorian period. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's to do with um, obviously rabbits having um, many children and therefore time of rebirth, etc. Associations, there you go. But why the eggs? Why are they delivering the eggs? For me, I always thought, well, where are they getting them? Are they stealing the eggs? Are they stealing the eggs from the chickens and distributing them to everyone else? Going, yeah, how are stolen goods? Uh, you, are, you are now uh, culpable uh, because, you know, you're handling stolen goods. Uh, Should there be like be a, hol- a holiday in May where the policeman comes around knocking on your door asking about stolen goods that you've, yeah. you've received? Yeah. I, the, the, so, so, some, of the, some of the things that I... Because I, 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 you know, I, I don't really celebrate any of these holidays. I always find some of the... Uh, the iconography and things that are associated with them, very odd. Uh, and like when you stop and think about them, it oh. doesn't really make sense. Like you sell it, you're supposed to be celebrating if you're a Christian, the you know Christ rising from the great, uh, rising from the dead and being reborn. And how do we celebrate it by stuffing our faces with chocolate eggs delivered by a rabbit? In the true spirit <laughs> of, um, of drinking beer together, let's not stop and think about this and just keep on going. Yeah. Drink let's... up and shut up. Yeah, we're done. <laughs>